If you have your Bibles, let's go to Matthew chapter 14. Chapter 14. I'm going to read this passage and then we're going to pray. And real quick, just another announcement tonight. We'll be back up in... um, and I do appreciate Minister Lehow covering last Sunday morning. I heard the word was great. And uh, Jesse uh, downstairs taught uh, on Wednesday night, did a devotion up in Morgantown. Heard it was great. So, And we will be in Morgantown tonight as, as well. So, so, But I want to thank those guys for covering last week as well. Uh, what's that? And so, yeah, and I'm sorry. I forgot my son. Zane and, and Zane covering. Yeah, Jesse was Sunday night. And then Zane Wednesday. I thank you for covering. So, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord. John 14. I'm sorry, Matthew. <laughs> so I, got, I got distracted. See, I, I, I threw an audible on my own, own self here. Uh, Matthew 14, verse, um, let's pick up at, um, let's pick up at verse 25. It says, Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were in trouble, saying, It's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that even today, that, Lord, that there would be an impartation of faith. That, Lord, that, God, that we would walk out of here knowing that, Lord, that there's been an increase upon our lives. And, Lord, I pray that you anoint my words. And, Lord, that the, even even the things that are spoke, you know, out of my mouth, Father, that, Lord, that, that, uh, that it's, it's done with easiness, that it's done with clarity. And Lord, I pray even today, Lord, that there would be a greater level of faith upon your people. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. A few points that I want to make, even as we, as we get into this story and, and, we're, and we're looking at it. You know, I think to get out of a boat, it, like the, the example that Peter is given at this point to even to have the faith to get out of the boat seems pretty big. Would, would you say that? Because logically, you can't walk on water. You, you, if you know that if you step out of, the, out of the boat onto the water, you know in your mind, physics, Abby's math, she, she knows math, you're going to sink. You, you know, you're not going to be able to walk on water. But Jesus... But see, you know, we, we have to get this picture that on the other side, there was something else. There was Jesus. And, and if we can just grab a hold of just, just that piece right there, we'll see that we can increase in faith, that our level of faith can begin to grow. That we can move from one place to another place and our faith can grow. See, that, that's the thing with God. God never meant for us to, to stop growing in faith. He never stopped for you to come to a place and say, I'm done. I'm done. This is as good as it gets. I'm done. I'm just going to cruise here for a while. But see, Peter got got out of the boat. I think think I marvel over this point that Peter got out of the boat and that he was actually taking a step of faith. You know, you know, I asked this, you know, as last night I I was looking over this message, I was asking myself, why does some people's 
Why, why do you see some people operating at, at greater levels of faith and see things happening in their lives, and then you see others not, not actually you know, moving as much in faith? Anybody ever wonder that? I thought maybe I was the only one. Thank, thanks, guys. So, I, you know, how, how are they doing that? What, are they, what is the cause? What, what are the areas in which they're, they're pushing to see things happen? And, you know, and it brought my attention to the Word of God because Romans 12.3 says, God has dealt to each one of us a measure of faith. Guess what? Everybody has a measure of faith. You have a measure of faith living inside of you. You know what? When you answered the call, the call of God, and you said yes to Jesus, and you, and, and, and if you've never fully accepted Him, you've never actually said yes to Christ. I mean, even today, you can do that. And I want to build that bridge for you that you can accept Jesus 100% as Lord of your life. Romans 12, 3. He has given each to each one of us a measure of faith. So when you actually said yes to Jesus, that was that measure of faith. That was that, that you know, yes, I, I confess you as Lord of my life. Now, this might seem simple, but this is where it begins. And, it, you know, it, it's the process in which we have to help people understand how to come to Jesus Christ. I mean, we all, does, do people here have family members that are unsaved, that are outside of the Lord? So, it, okay, so we, we know that, we, we, that there are people out here that are lost, amen? So we have, our, we have a purpose in our heart to be able to direct them. To, to a Christ, because there is a real heaven and there is a real hell. And, you know, we, you know, ultimately, and, and Paul puts throughout America, we, we don't talk about hell. We don't talk about the realities that there is a real hell, that people one day will have to answer to that. And, you know, we have that choice. So that measure of faith, that, that peace inside of you is what will drive you, is what will, what will bring you to Jesus. And I, and I don't want to shift. I really want to stay on this message, but, you know, one of the important facts about Romans 12, as you're looking at this, it was, it was written to the, to the believers that God, God has given you a measure of faith. And I want you to, I want you to follow me. It, it, the, so much of what Paul was talking about, he was writing to believers. The epistles in the book, he was writing to the church, he was writing to the believers so, so that we could, actually, we could actually move to an area where we were understanding what God was actually saying, what God was wanting to do with his, with his church. And so, it wasn't written to unbelievers, but to believers. You know, and, and I want you to see this because faith, this faith that we're talking about is not available to unbelievers. This faith in God, this measure faith, everybody has. I want you to understand, everybody has a measure of faith. Every one of us has a measure, in faith, measure of faith to answer the call to God. But see, that's just the beginning. But Romans 12, 3, that measure of faith... Man, we, you know, we're not, a, we can't go to another level. We can't go to another place until we've actually answered that call. And, and I want to, I want to prove this. Second, second Thessalonians 3, 2 supports this statement. It says, and they, and I, I'm just going to read this real quick. You don't have to go there. And that he may be delivered from unreasonable wicked men for all men have not faith. So not everybody has faith. Not every, not every person has faith. Only the born-again believer. We're talking about a Bible faith, a faith in Jesus Christ. I mean, you, you can go out into the world and see, you know, this, <laughs> I, you know as I thought about this, you know, there, there is that measure of faith that we're all given. Not everybody has faith. So when you begin to step out for Jesus and, and, and your unsaved family starts mocking you or making fun of you or has a hard time with, with the Jesus that you now know. I, 
I, I, I, I did that. When I, I remember that when I stepped out the first time for God, everybody was looking at me, waiting for me to fall. Guess what? I fell. That was the reality. I stumbled. Uh, you know, I wish it was, in, I wish it was, I was 100% right on. When I got saved, I had it all, you know, I walked straight and no, it wasn't that way. I stumbled and I fell. And you know what? And I looked up and there was Jesus, just like he was with Peter. When Peter went down, Jesus had his hand out and said, look, I'm going to, I'm going to help pick you up. But see, this is the real Jesus that people need to know about. He is the, he is a God of love. Amen. Man, if his grace, his grace is all, all sufficient, if his grace isn't, man, we've missed this. So we, we need this real Jesus, and we need people to understand that there is a real Jesus, that you can grow in levels of faith, though. And I, I clearly want to, you know, because it's not about people's popular opinion, about what somebody says about you or how somebody feels about you. And, you know, and I, I don't, You know, if somebody doesn't understand your spiritual walk, that's okay. Because it's yours. It, it's your walk. If somebody doesn't understand the walk you're on, it's okay. We can't go through life looking to, looking to have somebody else. Am I, am I, you know, we have to please God. Amen. You have to please God. You, your eyes have to be upon the King of kings and the Lord of lords. See, that, that's where faith grows. So, you know, I'm really trying to talk about faith today here. You have the same faith living in you that Jesus Christ had. See, in some, as a believer, some people don't even believe that. They don't believe the same faith that raised Christ Jesus from the dead now lives inside of you. So it's like, you know, there's the real revelation that we as born-again believers, we this measure of faith, once we've exercised this measure, that we've accepted Jesus as Lord, we now move into another area where we can continue to exercise our faith. It seems profound, doesn't it? That we can grow in God. Hasn't He given me everything I've already... You'll you hear people say, well, God's given me everything I've needed. <sighs> You're not exercising faith. God has supplied all your needs. Yeah, understand what I'm saying. God has, he, he, he has, in the beginning of creation, He supplied all my needs. But it doesn't stop there. See, how I, how I get to know God, how I, how I move with God is through faith and by faith. It's, it's that I step, as I take another step of faith, as I move into an area of faith, you know, faith isn't just a word. You know, in Hawaii, one of the things, you know, people, what's your faith? I was always confused by the question because I never understood that. Well, what's your faith? Um, I believe I believe in. I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus. Oh well, I'm. I'm you know, I, I, yeah, I don't really believe in that. I'm, well, I'm a Buddhist or I'm a Hindu. I believe in a, a thousand million gods. Or I believe, you know, I believe in, you know. So I never understood the, the question. What is your faith? Because even early on, I seen faith as a living thing, an active thing that, you know, I had to learn to apply faith to situations. I, I, you know, faith without works is what? Dead. So we have to work a faith. You can't just, you, once you get saved, you just can't stop and say, oh, I'm saved. You can, but I'm, I want to encourage you not to. Amen that we can move to a greater level of faith. So we, we've exercised the measure of faith. 
And, and again, don't, don't look at people as your source for increasing your faith. You know, look, look, just look back over your life, where, where it was even 10 or 15 years ago. Mentally, <laughs> he's back going, <laughs> you know, where was it at? Maybe you need to go back a little further, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Where, where was it at? Has it changed? See, there's the challenge. And I say that, I say that as, an, as, as to purpose, we don't want to stay in the same place. Right? We, we as born-again believers don't want to stay in the same place. We want to learn how to exercise our faith so we can grow as Christians. And the purpose in that is, is what? Is to bring others with us. Amen? Is to, is to get other people to heaven. That's, that's, one of, that's one of the main purposes. And if you look back, you know, where you were 10 years ago, have you, have you, have you grown in faith? Have you moved to an area where your faith is growing? Have you exercised your faith? I mean, are, are you stuck? Are you stalled? Because see, that, that's the thing that we have to look at. Man, if, if we get to a place where stagnation happens, or, or we get stuck, or we get stalled, and we just begin to let everything around us just, just happen, it means that we're not moving. You know, we've, we've come to a place where that measure of faith, we stopped. You know, I got saved, and then I seen God move in this realm, and I seen God do this, and I seen God do that, but then I stopped. So I go back to ask that very same question I asked the very why do some people why do some people operate at a greater level of faith than others? So I'm I'm taking it back to the original question. How do they, why do they? Because see, I believe that every born-again believer and every Christian comes to a place where, man, what do I need to do now? I've I've stalled. Something's happened. There's stagnation. There's something because you feel it. You feel it. Amen. You, you, anybody, you know what I'm talking about. You feel it in your spirit where, hey, man, I, something's going on here. And I've got to learn to go to another level. I've got to learn to, you know, to look at this. How, how do I begin to believe God for, you know, for, for greater things? Amen. How do I begin to just push through? You know, and I, I, want, you, I want you to understand this. One of the things about faith that, that we know, that the Bible says, you know, Romans 10, 17 says, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So how does faith come? See, oftentimes we miss, we miss, we miss how faith comes. You know, faith comes through the word of God. It's how faith is built from, from level to level, from precept to precept. It's how faith is built. Preaching is one part of it. You coming out and hearing the word of God, hearing the word of God, hearing scriptures, that's one part of it. Because, see, you can get your spirit ministered to. You know, I've been in meetings where I couldn't even tell you what the, what, the, what the speaker said or what the pastor said. I couldn't even tell you what a message was about, but my spirit was alive. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Where you knew that you got ministered to, where your spirit, you felt like a bounce in your step, and you might only have one word or two words where you felt the anointing of God, where someone was able to give you something, a nugget, something that would help you move you to another level. And see, that's the thing with faith. It, it never quits. It never stops. It, it, it never runs out. You know, that you can go from glory to glory, from faith to faith. And, you know, I want to encourage you today. Don't... Don't get stagnant. Don't get stagnant in your faith. Be encouraged to stretch your faith. You know, be, be encouraged to have your faith stretched. You know, don't get complacent with God. Amen. Don't, don't, just, don't just settle. 
Praise Jesus. So faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's how faith is built. So, you know, this is, this is important to see. There are degrees of faith. Now watch what Jesus says. Back to the scripture. In verse 29, 14, 14, 29, he said, So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and began to seek. And he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Oh, Peter. See, I, I read this story and I think, man, it took great faith to get out of the boat. But when he got out of the boat, you know what he was doing? He was looking around. He was looking at the storms of life. He was, you know, his eyes got on everything else. He got out of the boat and his eyes got upon, you know, he got upon the storms. Oh, I don't know how to do this. I, I, I'm, I'm worried about this. I'm worried about that. I need a haircut, whatever it is. You know, you begin to worry about other things. And so his eyes come off, come off of the Lord. See, can't this happen to us? I mean, you know what Jesus said? He said, come. And you know what Peter did? He activated his faith. He, he activated his faith. He took a faith step. One of the greatest faith steps, I mean, really, at, at, the beginning, at the beginning part of it, one of the greatest faith steps that anybody could make in the Bible was that he began to walk on water. He was going to be like Jesus. Guess what? You're, you're like Jesus. If somebody hasn't told you that, you're missing the point of Christianity. You're like Jesus. The Bible says we are Christ-like. Amen. When we're, when we're born again, we're made new. The old is gone. The new has come. We are Christ-like. You are Christ-like. In verse 31, it says, And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him, and he said, Oh, you of little faith. Little faith. Little faith. Isn't it fascinating that, that I, 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 I take this scripture and I look at it and I think, man, this is a great level of faith. Peter is walking on water and what, what we see in our eyes, what we begin to see. You know, well, you know, Peter, at least he got out of the boat. You know, you hear people preach all this. But you know what Jesus said? Oh, ye of what? Little faith. Your eyes weren't on me. So I want you to see that in the Bible, that, that there, is, there is little faith. See, Peter had a measure of faith. He believed in Jesus. He had spent time with Jesus. He had seen, he began to see the things that Jesus had done. But you know what? He was learning. He was learning in faith. You know, faith got him out of the boat. Faith got him out of the boat. I got to tell you, faith will get you out of the boat. But what are you going to do? You're going to sink or you're going to walk. Are you going to sink or are you going to walk? Are you going to choose to keep your eyes upon the Lord? Are you going to, are you going to, are you going to you know, have that clear path to the Lord to say, you know what, I'm, I'm with you, Lord. And, you know, are you willing to throw up your, you know, and, and you know, the thing about it is, and I, and I want to stop here because, you know, this is what will happen a lot of times with us in our own lives is that we start to sink and we don't know how to throw the lifeline out. So we sink. And we keep sinking, and we keep going down, and we keep, you know, I'm, the storm, it's closing in, it's everywhere. But see, we still have a Savior, His name's Jesus, that's still holding out the lifeline. And you know what He said? Hey, faith come by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Can I tell you how to get out of this storm? Get in my Word. Get, eat some of this. 
Meditate upon my word. Get my word. Grab a hold of what the Bible says. Look, I can walk you out of this. I can show you how to do this. <laughs> that may not be always popular. Well, you know, you need a, you need a life coach. No, I need Jesus. You need, you need this. No, I need Jesus. You know, the, the older I get and the more I realize good and bad, I need Jesus. Can I tell you, you need Jesus. You need to be able to recognize him. So when you're going down and, and, you, and you know, the, the, you start, the water starts to bubble around you, you know, you've got to hold your head up and you've got to look and say, hey, I, I need this guy. I need this real Jesus. So, you know, and it's important to understand this, guys, because we've got to help people see this Jesus. It's not, this isn't a fairy tale. This isn't just some story. And see, many people believe this is just some story. This was the Son of God in flesh living on earth. He came and died for each and every, for each of us. You know, and the Bible says that anybody calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How important is this gospel? It's everything. It, it's everything. For, for the Christian, it's everything. So we should never, you know, it doesn't mean you don't currently do the things that you're called to do. Work, whatever. Yes, you're called to do these things. Absolutely. But this gospel, this Christianity is everything. I believe in eternity. Amen? I believe in a hell. I don't think these things are false. I don't think these things are false. So there's a degree of faith living in each and every one of us. Little faith. You know, little faith, this is one of the things about little faith. Little faith doesn't confront challenges. It oftentimes will run from them. It's easier to run. It's why we need a lifeline. You know, in Luke 18, 8, it says, Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find what? Will he find faith? Will he find faith? You know, I've read that scripture. That's an alarming scripture. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on this earth? I mean, he didn't say would he find people. Would he find love? Would he find preachers or pastors or prophets or apostles or evangelists? Would he find, he said, well, will I find faith? How important is faith? It's everything. Faith is everything. Faith in God is everything. Your faith is everything. Because listen, when, when the Son, when He returns, it's not going to be. This is, this is the real stuff. Will I find faith? Because the, you know, the world is going to be a mess. The, you hear what I'm saying? The world is going to be a mess. Things are going to be crazy. Unlike it, 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 you're, well, it's like, no, it's not like that now. You, we, can, we can all sit and talk about this and that and how crazy things are. I'm, what we're talking about is off the chains. Nothing we've ever seen before. Nothing we've ever seen. Hear, hear what I'm saying. You know, we're living in the last days? Absolutely. But we're not talking about when he returns. You know, when he finds faith in the world is, is corrupt. And, and, you know, because, see, there's faith in this room. Amen.
There's faith in this room. There's faith in God. There's faith to believe for greater things. Would he find faith in this room? Yeah, absolutely. I believe that. I believe that. And Proverbs 24.10 says, If thou faint in the days of adversity, thy strength is small. If thou faint in the days of adversity, thy strength is small. So, man, we, 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 we have to understand how important faith is. So we're talking about little faith. Let's talk about great faith. Let's go to Matthew, uh, let's go to Matthew 8 real quick. Means we're in Matthew. Let's go flip back. Yeah, Matthew 8. You know, you can see faith on people. There's a tenacity sometimes with, with you, you can actually see faith. Like you can see that somebody has the faith for something. And then sometimes you can see that somebody doesn't have the faith for something. It's a very, very true statement. I, it was a few years back, Miranda and I were in, uh, we were in uh, Maui and we were ministering. And the Lord had called Miranda into a fast, uh, a seven-day fast. And one day into her fast, she had found a lump on her, her breast. And, um, and basically at that point, she didn't say anything to anybody. Because, you know, for, in, in most situations, in most cases, everybody knows what that means. You know, it means, well, you got to go to the doctor, you know. You got breast cancer. I'll, you know, it, it, it's like that, that's the, that's what basically that means for, you know, most of, most of the people. And that, the, the, okay, this is the next stage. Well, we got to catch it while you're early because you'll still live. And, and, and so it's like all the, all the natural things are, you know, all the natural things that the world would say. Of course, I didn't. I didn't know it. I didn't. I didn't. Didn't know anything was going on. Miranda didn't tell anybody, and uh, and it was like probably one of the examples where I seen, I seen great faith being demonstrated. I seen great faith being, being, being pushed. And and I remember at about the fourth day, she had come to me and she had said, you know, she had told me. She said, you know, I when I got up Monday morning or whatever after church from Sunday, she said I woke up and I. I had a lump in, on my breast. and, and I, How long did it take to clear? Was it seven days? <laughs> and I don't even remember at what day she had actually even told me that, that it, that it had cleared. And, you know, she had the faith for the miracle. She had the faith for the healing in her body. I'm telling you, we can operate at greater levels of faith you know, and, and for the, it was really interesting because at that time, I knew something was different and I knew something was changing. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know that she was fighting. But, you know, one of the things, the reason she didn't come to me was because I probably would have been more, I probably would have been worried. I probably would have been like, well, honey, you know, yeah, let's pray, but let's pray, but. You know, you hear what I'm saying? Because, you know, but she had the faith for the miracle. She had the faith for the healing. You know, sometimes you've got to be willing to fight for the miracle. You've got to be willing to, you know, and, and it doesn't mean that you have to involve anybody. She didn't involve me. And I, and I remember at the point that, that I broke away from, you know, thinking about this. And I, I went out and I wept. I wept. And I cried before the Lord. And I just, 
You know, because <laughs> how good our God is. How good our God is. That he would heal her. That, you know, that it, you know, have you seen miracles? Yeah, I've seen miracles. I've seen God do things. Amen. God will do that. But she went to a greater level of faith. And, you know, at what point did God prepare for that? Through the studying and reading of the word of God. For years. You know, that was, that's, that's the importance of the word of God. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. She knew what to do. In her spirit, she was called on a fast. But you know how she fought? With scripture. With the word of God. That's how we win our battles. With the word of God. So there is, there is greater faith. Amen. And let's look at this. Greater faith. I didn't ask her to share that testimony, but love you, honey. Matthew 8. Matthew 8, yep. Verse 5, it says, Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleaded with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. For also... I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. And Jesus heard it, and he marveled. Jesus marveled. Fascinating that, you know, Jesus Jesus marveled. And he said to those who follow, as surely as I say to you, I have not found such what? Great faith. Great faith. So, you know, we're talking about little faith. We're talking about great faith. Man, do you, you understand that there are levels of faith? There are places that we can go to with God. So we see Peter. You know, Peter was an icon. Amen. He, we love Peter. I love Peter, and I love the life of Peter. You know, his life changed when he got filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. Amen. That's when Peter's life changed. Remember, he denied Christ three times, but when Peter got filled with the Holy Spirit, man, a boldness come upon him. He was ready to chop the heads off people. I mean, you know, he, there was a real boldness. Silver and gold I have none, but what I have to you, uh, I'll give to you freely. Get up and walk. There was a different kind of Peter, amen? I'm, I'm not even preaching about that, but this faith thing is real. See, this centurion soldier, he understood faith, and Jesus said, look, there's a man here that understands this. He understands the authority. He understands the power. Great faith, great faith. You know, the, you know, the other story that comes to mind is the, is the woman with the issue of blood. For 12 years, for 12 years, she needed a breakthrough. She needed a miracle. You know, and she said, if only I could touch the hem of his, the hem of his garment, I would be made whole. I would be healed. And you know, in, in Jewish custom, she should even, because she was, she was bleeding, she should have even never, she should have never even been there. It was, it was unholy for her to even be in, be, in the, be in that place, to be in the temple, be in that place where Jesus was at. But she pressed and she broke through. But see, do you understand? That's the kind of faith. She pressed and broke through. Only if I could touch the hem of his garment. You know what happened? She was made whole. As she touched the hem of his garment, he, she, she was made whole. Jesus said, I, I, I felt something leave. What left me? Power, virtue. I felt something leave me. Who touched me? Jesus said. Master, who do you mean who's touching you? There's people crowding out. No, I felt something leave. I felt power. See, there's a real hunger. 
for greater levels of faith. But, but do you understand that it, it will involve you pushing? It will involve you going and, and pushing the envelope, pushing, the, <laughs> pushing that area of your own life. That's how you get there. Amen? Amen. You know, Caleb and Joshua, you know, the, the, the ten spies, you know, and I love that story because, you know, even when they came back from the land, after they had spied out the land, you know what they said? We can take this land, but there are giants in the land. No, we can take this land, for the Lord God has given us this land. This land belongs to us. And what happened? They didn't go. Great faith. Great faith. Great faith. And see, God needs that more than ever now. He needs people of great faith to step up and say, I'll go. I can do this. I can get behind. I, I, I can get behind the Lord. You know, the Lord's army is vast and it's great. Amen? It, it truly is vast and it's great. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. It's how we develop faith. And I want to close with this today because if we can, if we can get... If we can get this and we can take this, this for what it is, the Word of God, how is faith built? By the Word. By the Word. And the Bible says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strong, strongholds. For the weapons of our warfare. I got to tell you that the Bible is, is your, it, it's, it's a weapon, it's a sword. It's how we, you know, it's, you know, you look at Jesus in Luke chapter 4, when, when, the, when the enemy come to tempt him, you know how, how did Jesus win this battle after a 40-day fast? How did he win? He won with the Word. Can I tell you that you win with the Word of God? It's how faith develops. It's how faith, it's how you walk out in faith. It's how you, how you begin to see faith move upon your life. Laboring in the Word. Laboring in the Word. Let's look over to Hebrews 4 real quick. Same way you go to the keyboard. You know, Hebrews 4, 11. You know, how do you know when faith comes? I mean, I, I think that's the one thing. I asked that question at the very beginning. Why do some people operate at a greater level than faith than others? And I think Hebrews 4, 11 is such an important scripture for us to, to see. And it says, Let us therefore be diligent to enter the rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even the vision of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of thoughts and intentions of the heart and there is no creature hidden from his sight but all things are naked and open to the eyes of the, the eyes of him to whom must be given account 
Let us be pledged to enter his rest. There's a place in which we grow our faith and we keep growing our faith, but man, we rest. There's a resting in the Lord for each and every one of us that when we hit that place of faith, man, it, it's like I, I see it. I've obtained it. But you know what happens? You got to keep going. You got to keep moving. You got to keep exercising your faith. It, it doesn't quit for the believer. You can go... <laughs> And I'm telling you, you can go from one level to another level with God. And I believe that you can do it very quickly. I believe some people will, you know, can be in a, in a place or an area for, for five or 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. I'm telling you, you can go. There are places that you can go with God. Man, that he can take you and move you in these areas. But I, I want you to understand, he... he it's his plan it's his desire but it's up to you to say yes or go you know will we sink will we walk on water will we go these are the questions that I, that I, I oftentimes see in the Bible and it, it it's amazing isn't it really I mean it, it's truly amazing some of the greatest examples of faith that we have before us Joshua, Joseph, the heroes of faith, Abraham, Ray, Abby, Halama. Some of the greatest levels of faith we have are people that are willing to go to the missions field and do the unthinkable.